This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, August 28th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Hurricane Harvey hits. Congress gears up for tax reform push. NAFTA negotiation moves toward second round. And EPA seeks input from ag on WOTUS. Texas has been hit and hit hard by Harvey, which plowed into the state Friday night near Corpus Christi as a massive Category 4 hurricane with winds reaching 130 miles an hour. Harvey, which is meandering eastward, was downgraded to a tropical storm, but continues to drop potentially record-breaking amounts of rain at its path. The situation is dire for farmers and livestock producers, said Gene Hall, a spokesman for the Texas Farm Bureau. The group is planning to hold meetings today to organize relief efforts for farmers and ranchers. The Rio Grande Valley area is cotton country, and there will likely be significant losses, according to Galen Morgan, a professor and extension agronomist at Texas A&M University. Most of the cotton in the Corpus Christi area has already been harvested, but much of it also is likely still in modules on the ground and susceptible to flood damage. It's really flat in Corpus Christi, Morgan told AgriPulse. There's not a lot of high ground. Further northeast in the El Campo area that is being drenched by Harvey, the cotton is only 30 to 50 percent harvested, Morgan said. The cotton there that's still on the stalk is mostly defoliated and ready to pick, making it very susceptible to damage. However bad the damage, USDA has been telling farmers that the department will be there to help. American farmers and ranchers can handle adversity, and USDA is here with resources so they don't have to go it alone. That the word of USDA Chief Sonny Perdue at a statement released Friday evening. Our thoughts and prayers are with those preparing for Hurricane Harvey to make a landfall, and USDA stands with them and is ready to assist in any way we can. We have USDA employees in every county in this nation, and our people can help with a variety of services that may be useful in natural disasters like this one. NAFTA negotiation moves towards second round. President Donald Trump may or may not be serious about hitting the kill switch on rewriting the North American Free Trade Agreement, but the U.S., Canada, and Mexico are moving forward with the process of updating the 23-year-old pact. The office of the U.S. Trade Representative reached out to reporters on Friday to tell them they must register early to cover the second round of talks that are scheduled to take place in Mexico City September 1st through 5th. Top U.S. ag officials were generally upbeat after the first round of NAFTA talks in Washington and expressed surprise last week when Trump said in a speech that he would, quote, end up probably terminating NAFTA at some point, probably. But until that happens, farm leaders are urging negotiators to push on. We encourage the folks in Mexico to essentially just focus on what's happening within the four walls of negotiation and not spend a lot of time or attention on what is occurring outside the four walls. That U.S. Dairy Export Council President and CEO Tom Vilsack, as he spoke with AgriPulse. Trump expected to launch tax overhaul effort this week. President Trump is expected to kick off a major tax reform initiative this week during a stop in Springfield, Missouri on Wednesday, that according to local media outlets. Starting next week, the president's agenda and calendar is going to revolve around tax reform, said Gary Cohen, head of the White House National Economic Council, in an interview with the Financial Times last week. He will start being on the road making major addresses justifying the reason for tax reform and why we need it in the U.S. 
Congress will be back in town after the Labor Day weekend, and lawmakers have been preparing to go to work on a tax overhaul plan. U.S. Grains Council makes sorghum pitch to Mexican pet food industry. Your dog will love it, and it's got beneficial fiber and antioxidants. That's essentially the pitch that the U.S. Grains Council is making to Mexican pet food makers for including sorghum in their products. The grain is already a growing ingredient in U.S. pet food, and opening the Mexican market could be lucrative for U.S. sorghum farmers. U.S. Grains Council and the United Sorghum Checkoff Program brought representatives from some of Mexico's largest feed mills to Kansas to make presentations that were followed up with more pitches for the grain at an annual feed conference in Guadalajara, Mexico. Similar to in the United States, owners who see pets as members of their families are demanding new types of food products that often follow human health trends, creating a marketing environment in which companies are constantly innovating, the U.S. Grains Council said at a statement. Sorghum is well positioned to help meet these needs because the grain has a low glycemic index, it's rich in antioxidants, and has a measurable amount of dietary fiber. Comments pour into USDA on biotech disclosure law. Friday was the final day for the public to respond to a list of questions posed by the USDA's Agricultural Marketing Service on how it should write the rule on the National Bioengineered Food Disclosure Statement that was signed into law last year. One major question left open by lawmakers in the law was whether or not highly refined ingredients, HRIs, like sugar or soybean oil, should be disclosed as genetically modified and USDA included that on its list. There's plenty of opposition from representatives of the sugar and sugar refining sectors, but the Grocery Manufacturers Association has revealed it's all for full disclosure of HRIs. The National Bioengineered Food Disclosure Statement is a marketing standard and not a safety standard, GMA said in a statement. As such, our support for mandatory HRI disclosure is grounded in our industry's commitment to transparency and building consumer trust in the use of bioengineered ingredients and foods. EPA seeks input from ag on WOTUS. EPA will host 10 teleconferences and one public meeting this fall to get advice on how it should revise the waters of the U.S. rule. At a Federal Register notice published today, EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers, which has taken a secondary role in the rewrite effort, said nine of the teleconferences will be geared towards specific industries, including agriculture, scheduled for October 17th, conservation, such as hunters and anglers, on October 3rd, environment and public advocacy, including public health groups, on September 26th, and energy and mining interests on October 24th and 31st, respectively. One teleconference on November 21st will be just for the public, and one in-person meeting on October 23rd will be held for the public as well. The teleconferences will be on Tuesdays from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, beginning September 19th. Both EPA and the Corps are aware that the scope of Clean Water Act jurisdiction is of intense interest to a broad array of stakeholders, they said in the FR notice, which is why they are allowing for public input before their proposal to rescind the existing rule is final. That 2015 rule has been stayed by the courts, and the comment period to rescind it has been extended until September 27th. EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt has said he hopes to propose a new rule by the end of the year. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, August 28th. 
AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Downing.